podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 5 of PvP. As always, I'm Cal, and that delicious popsicle over there is Dan. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hello. First off, let's start with some news. Uh, it was leaked, uh, rumoured this week, that all of Microsoft's employees would be given a free limited edition white Xbox One, complete with every first party launch game, a year's free Xbox Live, and a special achievement. The limited edition console also bears the engravement, I made this. To be fair, that's pretty sweet. If well, you work for what if you Microsoft. don't like Microsoft, though? I imagine you probably won't work for them. Well, not necessarily. Like, I've, I've worked for companies when I didn't like the company, but if they says, here's some free stuff, I'd be like, well, I don't really use it. So, well, thanks, but... That's what the stuff know. is. If it's Anthrax, then <laughs> you know, I'm probably not going to want it, but if it's a limit... Yeah, if you work at the grenade factory. Yeah. <laughs> In all honesty, if, regardless whether if you work for Microsoft and... For some reason, you're not a very big fan of Microsoft. You've got a limited edition white Xbox One, every first-party launch game, a year's free live, um, and obviously this is a limited edition X- white Xbox One. If you don't like them, you could sell that and make yourself... Yeah. yeah, true. It doesn't really bode well for Microsoft, though, considering they've moaned on about the fact that they've, they've had to keep the price high because of all the special components and blah 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 that have been built into the console yeah. and then they just go we've got like 5,000 employees that have developed the Xbox fuck it give them all a special one that no one else can buy as well as a year's free subscription in every game that's going to come out it, what the fuck it, what, what not so much annoys me but what gets me the most is that um, when you see the picture of it I, I actually think it looks a lot better in what it does it, it actually does so as a consumer, I'm a bit miffed that I can't go and buy this white Xbox One. That is another cock slap in the face for yeah. Microsoft, isn't it? To say, not only you're going to get the shitty version, but now all these really cool-looking ones. Well, it doesn't look cool, but it certainly looks better. It looks much but, better than white. Yeah, it's just like, now you're not going to be able to get one of these. Yeah, you can't, you can't have one, and all these people can have a free one with every single launch, first-party launch game. Uh, years live and even a special achievement when you're connected to the internet yeah so eyes on ebay everybody yeah keep your eyes peeled for a white xbox one um it should be going for about 40 quid 45 post and package hey come on (laughs) (laughs) um meanwhile however it was revealed that every single manager at gamestop uh, which is like the american equivalent of game Uh, will receive both an Xbox One and a PlayStation 4 for free. Um, (laughs) What? That's managers for six and a half thousand different stores across America. Um, The PS4 will also come with seven games, Killzone Shadowfall, NBA 2K14, Madden, FIFA 14, Need for Speed Rivals, Battlefield 4, and they'll also receive the PlayStation 3 game, uh, Beyond Two Souls. Um, no word on what will actually come with the Xbox One, but I imagine there will be a handful of titles. Again, that's pretty impressive if you are a manager at GameStop, not like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I'd be slightly more... I mean, it's, it's nice that they're sort of doing the promotion side of it, but I think I'd be a little bit more like, wow, that's really good going, actually, if they just had, like, like say, like 6,000 6, of each one that they just sort of, like, raffled off. And just yeah. sort of said, you know, we'll just do like a lottery. Not not in this sort of Facebook sense, you know, share a picture and blah, blah, blah. I hate that. Yeah, you actually go into the shop and say you buy a game. You, like, well, not even that. Like, if they just go through everyone's gamer, gamer tag and just like, well, you're on Xbox Live, we can see you. We're just going to pick 6,000 people at random. And because you're, you know, you've had Xbox Live Gold for more than a year or whatever, well, we're going to give you a free, or you're going to be in with a, the chance to win a free Xbox One just for being a good Microsoft customer. If that was the case, I'd be like, shit, that's really quite cool. Well, that's, yeah. you know, that's really nice. But just because you're a manager of a certain game chain or you work for the company, it's it, again, it's just another cock slap. I think it's more in that sense because obviously they're being given both an Xbox One and a PlayStation 4. I think it's more a kind of learning thing. So the managers of GameStop have no reason not to know every single thing about 
the PS4 or the Xbox One. So when when a customer goes into the store and asks a question, they can actually yeah, tell them the answer. Say which one's best. They not necessarily which one's best. But it will be in their opinion though, because I mean they will if they are the manager of the store, they will be displaying the store as well, they yeah, see fit. The sales are sale, I suppose. Mm. Um, but. It, I think it's. I do think it's a good incentive. But again, I think, like like you just said, I think if they went through all the people on Xbox Live, say, say there had to be a set precedent for it, so you had to be a gold member and you had to be a PlayStation Plus member, then both Sony and Microsoft go through all the uh, uh, profiles and say the most active ones, obviously, if, just because you've got it and don't use it. Oh, yeah, well, actually, yeah. Um, go for all the people who were, who were active quite uh, frequently. Yeah. Well, like anyone who's got like a game score over a hundred thousand or something, because then it's just like you've really put the time and the effort in with Microsoft, like to buy the games just yeah, for the 360. Yeah. Just Therefore, you know, we're going to put you in the draw with everyone else who's got over a hundred thousand. Um, and you know, that's going to just boost the numbers as well. Because if, say, if you're on ninety-two thousand, you're going to think, shit, I'm just going to go out and buy a load of cheap games. Yeah. But they're still getting revenue from that, so it's, it would be a really good marketing boy rather than just saying. Yeah, we've made this really cool Xbox, but no one else can have it. Yeah, in its case of, yeah, I mean, to be to be fair, that that specific one for GameStop isn't a white one. That's just a normal black uh, Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, this, that's what they should have done with the white Xbox One. They should have done this raffle in type thing and. Yeah, I think it would consumers something special because. Yeah, it would have scored some points with them. In all fairness, think about it now. These people who. I mean, like the the white Xbox One has the engravement. I made this. So, how do we know that Bob, who works for Microsoft, um, he helped make the the Xbox One? How do we know he hasn't just made a white Xbox One for himself anyway? And then like, <laughs> this has come about. And he's gone. Oh, that was a waste of fucking time. <laughs> yeah, but if you're you know Billy, who works on reception. <laughs> just because you, you work on reception, did, did he really make that? What was his contribution to the Xbox One? Did he give some cracking ideas, or we, did he just happen to be in the right meeting? We don't know how much investment the receptionists at Microsoft have with the product. <laughs> I mean, this isn't the first time uh, Microsoft do things like this. Um, when the Surface tablets came out, all the employees were given a Surface tablet, uh, Windows Phone 8, etc. They've all they've always been given something. I, th- yeah. I think this is the first time they've done it with uh, an Xbox, but um, and now it does kind of make me want to go and get a job at GameStop for uh, until I receive my Xbox One and PlayStation Four, quit and then come back to England. Yeah, you'd be laughing if you've just been promoted, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, that'd be brilliant. Um, but now, also speaking of consoles, uh, there was a trailer release this week of a Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker HD Wii U bundle which Sorry, what? exactly it's just a stupidly long title yeah so I'm going to shorten it Wind Waker HD bundle can I just call it New, Zend- New Zelda yeah New Zelda bundle yeah with where you get a Wii U um, it's it's not a, it hasn't actually been confirmed um, basically a trailer was released um, and it showed off the game the, well, Wind Waker HD uh, showed off the game's hero mode, which is basically where enemies are a lot stronger and there's actually no health replenishing hearts anywhere in the game. So obviously it's going to be quite a tough mode. Uh, the AI has actually been pulled off the internet. Um, whether that was by Nintendo or not, I don't know, but it is actually now viewable on Daily Motion. The video shows a black Wii U, which I'm guessing is 32 gig. Uh, a special gamepad controller with some Zelda stylings around it, uh, but it didn't actually give any indication of a price or a release date. I actually did email Nintendo, um, and they they basically said they've got nothing to announce at this time. But um, the, the video looks pretty real, um, and in all fairness, if you haven't got a Wii U yet, if you're waiting for the perfect time to get one, say, I'd actually say this game could be enough awesomeness to actually pull the stop and get one mm. um, I know I know I'll, I'll be getting probably not this bundle but I, I will be purchasing Wind Waker HD so really I'd say it's a good if it's real I'd say this would be the good chance to, to nab one and it looks awesome so can't really grumble at that well you can because you don't like Zelda well no I wouldn't <laughs> say I don't like Zelda I just never played Zelda um, however whilst we're on Nintendo I believe there was something that quite annoyed you this week <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> uh, I know we it, said we wasn't going to go into it. But no, I know, but it, uh, I think it does need to be covered. It's the um, the the announcement and launch of the two uh, DS. Now, we'll leave how it looks like for now, but the, the fact that it's now well, yeah, <laughs> but the fact that it's called the two DS um, would signify a backstep. Now, a backstep from the 3DS would be the DS, I assume. Yeah. And then from that would be a normal Game Boy, colour, advance, whatever. So to go from 3DS to 2DS would mean that it would be the same as a 3DS without the 3D element. Which it is. Well, yeah. Well, what but I don't understand is that on a 3DS you can turn the 3D off anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, so you've got the option to convert it from a 3D to a 2DS straight away. Exactly, and it's only like £30 cheaper than a 3DS. Well, hinges are quite expensive. I suppose the hinges are quite expensive. <laughs> because, yeah, it does just look like a wedge of cheese. It looks it looks like one of the old handheld games that you used to get from like the 1990s I, I actually think 80s. it looks... I think it looks better than that. <laughs> I think it looks like... Uh, you know you got you got your iPads, you got your uh, Galaxy tabs, etc. Yeah, yeah. I think it looks like the Vtech kids tabs. <laughs> it looks like someone got an iPad and then rolled it up like you know like a tube of toothpaste or something, and like it's all sort of <laughs> blocked up at one end and all flat at the other. It looks, it doesn't look like it makes any sense. It, it... Say, saying that, um, people who have ha- who bleh, say that again. Yeah. People who have held the system uh, have said it's surprisingly comfortable and everything was pretty easy to reach. Um, obviously, I mean, we haven't had a hands-on with it yet. However, what I do see as a smart move in this big fuck-up of a reveal is they're actually launching it the same day as Pokemon X and Y. So, um, you got Pokemon X and Y. Possible bundle. Only available on 3DS and now, obviously, 2DS. But... Uh, and it's $130, so I think that's like 90 I think it's 90 quid, something like that. So well, It's a fair price. I mean, it's still a new one, so it'll still be slightly updated. Yeah. So, yeah, 99 quid. I'd, I'd, I'd say that's a reasonable price. Although, like I say before, I'm not particularly impressed with the, the way it looks. If it does the job, and for a reasonable price, which I think it is for you know a DS, you can get a lot of fun out of a DS. Yeah. Then I think that's a pretty fair price. I'd say that's a pretty good going. I, I, I think it'll actually sell really well because parents who are worried about the children uh, I mean Nintendo had loads of lawsuits when the 3DS came out and parents were suing them saying my child 3DS you mean the 3DS sorry um, where the parents were suing Nintendo I don't know my, my child's gone blind because he's been playing Mario in 3D yeah and headaches and yeah blah, blah, blah. all that stuff so taking that away gives um, parents can go and buy the kids a 2DS and not have to worry about them accidentally turning because it is literally just a slider on the side the 3D um, switcher is so you can turn you can have it up all the way like turn it down a little bit kind of like, just like a volume dial um, so obviously if you turn it off they can just turn it back on again anyway so it does make sense but yeah. I do wish they just kept it looking like a 3DS. DS, yeah, yeah. Because this isn't, it doesn't look very portable at all. Well, that's why I like the 3DS, well, the DS design as a whole, because it was just sort of, you know, you'd flip it open, there was two screens to play about on, you'd flip it closed and it'd fit in your pocket and you'd be alright. Exactly. But this, it, it is like a book size, you know, you'd have to have like a, in, some sort of tablet bag to yeah, carry it about in it. This, in this day and age, uh, not necessarily children, but people who, who Say the DS, say the 2DS outsells everything, and everyone's got them: uh, teens, children, adults, grandparents, etc. Um, in this day and age, everyone's got a phone, everyone's got a tablet, everyone will have a 2DS. Say, you're not going to want to carry everything around with you. It's, yeah, it's portability. Exactly, and that's what it, it's a portable console, um, and they've made it bigger. And I, I know they are, they made it bigger with the, the 3DS XL. Um, etc but it was still portable it only made it like 5 inches it, it still wasn't massive it was still smaller than say uh, Nexus 7 it, it's just not very portable anymore and 
I understand. Um, like I say, with it being released on the same day as Pokemon X and Y, I imagine it would yeah, sell a lot anyway. Um, I mean, I, I don't own a 3DS, and I really want the new Pokemon X and Y. Um, I'll probably, if I, if I end up buying a, a new DS, I won't be buying a 2DS, I'll just buy a 3DS. Uh, probably the XL. Um, but no, I, I understand it. I, I understand it. Makes sense. Yeah. Especially to get more children playing them. Although I suppose that's not the right thing. <laughs> children should be outside climbing trees and playing sports and stuff. No, because those are the ones that all turn into serial killers. Exactly. Now that now, and now these people can't play pilot wings in 3D, <laughs> likely going to become serial killers. <laughs> more than likely, yeah. What I'm hoping this will lead on to is a 4DS, which is like some sort of holographic one. I can't see that happening. It will. <laughs> it will. And on that note, uh. <laughs> that was the news. Uh, as always, hard-hitting facts, superior journalism, and apparently glamorising serial killers. So, <laughs> yeah. keep it here with PvP. <laughs> um, no, again, that was the news. And don't really want to move on to the next piece, because... I can see it turning quite messy. But, on that note... Batfleck. Batfleck. Yeah, it's a name that has now become synonymous with uh, horrible disappointment and people jumping on Ben Affleck's side. Now, you uh, originally, I think, woke me up in the middle of the night um, to tell me that Warner Brothers had announced that Ben Affleck was going to be the new Batman in Man of Steel 2. Um, my initial reaction was, as everybody's probably was, what the fuck? What the fuck? Ben Affleck, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but I've given it a lot more thought, That's you know. not morning person. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But, um, I, yeah, I have given it a bit more thought since my sort of original, what the fuck? Um, and you know what? It might not be terrible. See, I, I, I've had this myself. Uh, I mean, I stand as, I actually woke Dan up. We wasn't in bed together. But I woke, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I woke Dan up. Uh, but my, my fiance had actually woke me up. Um, she woke me up and told me. Uh, I nearly punched her in the ovaries. But I thought, who gives a fuck? It's the way, the way I've looked at it, and a, lot, a few other people said it as well. Uh, if you look back, look how crazy people got when Michael Keaton was cast as Batman. Um, I mean, he was he was a stand-up comedian prior to um, the Tim Burton Batman film, and he I genuinely think he's still one of the best Batman uh, that's been on the big screen at least. Uh, and the same thing was with Heath Ledger. Um, everyone went absolutely mental when Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker, and to this day he turned out to be the my favourite bit of the Nolan trilogy. Um, and you can say the same thing about Daniel Craig as well, as Bond. True, but I mean, if you look at these actors and then the previous work they'd done, then it's sort of like, well, you know, I can see, understand why it was, why they were chosen. Then when you see them made up as them, like, you know, the first time you see Heath Ledger as the Joker or the first time you see it, Daniel Craig as Bond, they look amazing. I, but I, Ben Affleck hasn't got the best track record. That's why people are kicking off about it. Well, I mean, this, if this, there's anyone you're going to cast as, you know, sort of a broody philanthropist who then goes out on the night and batters all of Gotham's underscum, Ben Affleck? Really? The, the thing is, though, that... I mean, I, I recently watched The Town. I say recently, last year. I watched The Town and <laughs> directed and I think he uh, wrote it as well, I'm not sure. But he directed it and he starred in it. And that was a brilliant film. Um, and what what's annoying me the most is... Uh, I mean, obviously, we, we can say all this and other people can say what they want. But we're not going to know until it comes out. He's yeah, even because he's going to be bad. He's not going to be as bad as Clooney, so he's not going to be the worst Batman. But... Um, a lot of the things people are saying is he can't be Batman look what he did to Daredevil but what exactly did he do to Daredevil it was still his portrayal of the character though. Yeah, still the director who's responsible for yeah, the outcome of the all, film all, the script and everything all Affleck did was read the lines and did what he was told yeah, yeah. it's not his fault it was a bad film it's the director's fault that it was poorly directed and it was poorly wrote yeah. um, so 
No, nobody can hold Daredevil against him. Um, and I'll be honest, he, he wasn't my first choice. He, he wasn't any of my choices, to be honest. But I think he could pull it off, if I'm honest. I really if it's done well, I mean, it, I, I assume, I think I already know the answer to this, but it is Zack Snyder who's um, yeah, yeah. doing Man of Steel 2, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I mean, he's sort of. I, I can see it working. But it, it sort of does answer the question, though, you know, um, will Batman be overshadowing um, Superman? No, because he's not imposing enough of a character, I think. He's not, uh, unless super buff, um, other than because it's um, 2015, it's rumoured to be released. So, you know, they're going to be filming for another year or so at least. So, if he gets super buff and dead, you know, sort of dark and broody, well, which not, is. He's not exactly tiny now. No, but he's not ripped, is he? Uh, he's got a lot bigger. Yeah, but bulk isn't muscle. No, just because you're fat, he's, he's. Yeah, I know, but just because you're a bit built, you know, it's not. If you look at um, Chris Bale, like how he looked, that's how you'd expect Bruce Wayne to look. You know, you put yeah. a suit on him, and it's a lot more disguised. But you put the bat suit on him, and it's just like holy shit, he's a tank. And I don't see that when I think Ben Affleck. But however. Obviously, if you look at things like I've mentioned it before, Tom Hardy. If you look at some of the films that Tom Hardy did before he got into things like uh, Warrior and uh, Bronson and and then Bane, obviously he was tiny compared to that. But you know, he bulked up and he looked amazing when he did it. Well, I think Christian Bale was in the fighter, um, and he's just thin as a rake in the fight. Well, American Psycho as well. Yeah, as well. That was quite a long time ago. But... Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it, it just goes to show that. You know, it doesn't take a huge amount of work to proper bulk Hugh up. Ja- and Hugh Jackman. Look, at, if you watch X-Men 1 and then watch The Wolverine, mm-hmm. you see the difference. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. But what what is actually really interesting is once um, Affleck, who was actually, he's been signed on for more films after Man of Steel 2, uh, whether that's the next bat- solo Batman film or Justice League, whatever. Um, but what is really quite interesting in a in a fashion is once he's uh, been in Man of Steel 2 he will be the first uh, big screen character uh, actor sorry to play both Batman and Superman what? yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, ben, Aff- uh, ben, ben Affleck was uh, in a film called Hollywoodland um, and he, he played a guy called uh, George Reeves it's a true story and George Reeves played Superman in a TV show, um, and the film basically follows this uh, George Reeves um, on his downward cycle, and he, he eventually kills himself. Um, but he, Ben Affleck actually dons Superman suit in it. Oh, so he's not actually Superman, but he plays he, someone who's playing Superman. Yeah. I don't think that counts somehow. Of course it does. No, it doesn't. Of course it does. Yeah, I'm. I'm. What I want to do is ideally I want to underhype the whole thing and if I go in expecting it to be terrible and it's amazing I'll be blown away and you know I'll be more than happy to go and pay to see it but if I go in and think yeah you know they'll sort it out and it'll make him really good and then it's shit then I'll be like oh god what a waste of money what a waste of time and effort what what was the point you know just keep it as a second Man of Steel film the fuck um, so I think if he's in it but not for long I think with my sort of initial um, kind of concerns about it, yeah, I think yeah. it could still be fine. I think I think it could be fine. I'll tell you now ex- exactly how it's going to go down. Uh, the date today is the 31st of August. The time is 17.15, which if you're not familiar with 24 hour clock, quarter past five. Uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you now that when Man of Steel 2 comes out, the story will be Batman as kind of like the anti-villain. Uh, he's like kind of like the bad guy, but he's not. He's obviously a good guy. Uh, Superman trying to stop him. Lex Luthor doing some evil bastard thing. Um, and then the last half of the film will be Superman and Batman teaming up to defeat Lex Luthor. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. What I did see earlier, though, um, earlier in the week, was um, sort of like a fan-made... I, now, I hate any kind of fan-made oh, no, trailer. This is brilliant. Absolutely fucking hate them. They just... They wind me up. Mainly for the fact that I'm trying to find the real one. And someone just pieces together a billion films that this person has been in and then 
throws some photoshopped graphics in. And it, it just winds me up. But I did see um, earlier in the week um, a fan-made trailer of someone who put... I can't remember what his name is now. Um, the guy who plays Walter White in um, Breaking Bad. Yes. They'd had him as Lex Luthor. And I was like... That fan Ooh. film trailer, though, was brilliant. Yeah, I was like, wow, that looks... That's really quite a good idea. Uh, you know, um, even though he looks like super like Max Payne. Yeah, it didn't really look very Lex Luthor-y, but no. on a whole, if the actual film was anywhere near as good as that fan-made trailer, that'd be know, yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant, honest to God, brilliant. Um, I suppose if you showed it to someone who wasn't as up-to-date with things, that they might actually think that was a real trailer. It was that yeah. good. Um, and it used bits from like Ben Affleck's previous films. Um, the, the woman who plays... Lois Lane in Man of Steel. I don't actually know her name, but used a lot of her old films and stuff like that. And I actually used some footage from an internet company called Bat in the Sun, uh, who they, they did their own Batman things, uh, as well as other superheroes. Used the, all the Batman bits were from the Bat in the Sun, um, and it was just absolutely brilliant. And the voiceover on it, and that actually had. Um, I can't remember what the music was now behind it, but it was so good. It was. But I, I was really impressed with it. I really, really was. And like I say, if, if the finished article is anything as good as that, then I'll, I'll be very, very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Well, the, the first thing that we'll start to see are um, sort of movie posters of um, Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne, Ben Affleck as Batman, mm. Superman and Batman together, probably in some sort of fighting montage or something like that you know fighting pose Gosh. yeah <laughs> uh, whoever's going to be playing Lex Luthor in some sort of sinister you know White House kind of thing so I, I, I want to sort of reserve full judgement really for when I see these um, kind of first pictures because um, I mean I didn't know who Daniel Craig was when they launched him as Bond um, and then I saw like the first cake and that was what? actually it he was in a film called Layer Cake yeah, um, that's literally the only film I'd seen him in. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd seen him anything in anything without realising it. But when I saw him, like with he was all sort of like silhouetted out, and you just sort of see his face and a gun, it looked really cool. And I thought, wow. Um, but if the film can sort of just capture what you can see in a picture like that, then yeah, I'll, I'll be quite looking forward to it. But I think I'm more looking forward to ripping on it. Then uh, <laughs> I think I'll be, I'll be think, I think I will be more disappointed if it's really good, <laughs> rather than just go. I knew it. I knew it. I knew he shouldn't have been Batman. That was a fucking terrible choice. I was right. This is this is my well, not silver lining, but the way I'm looking at it is, I don't think he's going to be as good as Bale, but I don't think he's going to be worse than Clooney. Mm. So he's going to be at least all right. <laughs> um. Because disregarding any of the voice actors, like from like um, Kevin Conroy, I I'd say probably from top to bottom, I'd, say, I'd probably say Bale, Keaton, Val Kilmer, West, and then I probably wouldn't even include C- Clooney. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, if you look at sort of George Clooney's filmography, it's pretty quite impressive. Like some of the stuff he's he's done compared to someone like Ben Affleck, I'd say anyway. Mm. Um. So for him to take the, the cowl and then the whole thing to just get fucked so badly is is quite surprising. But I think it would be on the same sort of level of surprise if Ben Affleck uh, took the cowl and it was really, really good. Yeah. Everyone would just be like, wow, okay, didn't see that coming. So I think I am looking forward to it, but it would again to be, uh, yeah, I, I would prefer to, to watch it and it'd be shit. And then you'd be like, yeah, knew it. On paper, George Clooney is a pretty good Bruce Wayne on paper. Yeah, yeah. He's got the looks and he's, he's suave, etc. But I, I never saw. I mean, I, I was reasonably young when Batman and Robin came out, but even then, I didn't see him as Batman. And I, I think that's the worst of it is that when you see a character, uh, when you see an actor, sorry, and the, it's, this is going to be the new Batman. If you can't see it straight away, I think there's a good chance you're not going to like it anyway. Yeah. I remember watching something um, 
years ago when he, he was either the director or someone who cast it or the producers or something, but they were basically doing an interview about the George Clooney like choosing him as Batman. Mm. Um, and they said that they were just on a train somewhere and there was a picture of George Clooney in the newspaper and they were just doodling and then drawing the cowl on George Clooney's head. Right. He went, that's perfect. So that was the casting process. They just drew a picture in Biro of George Clooney as Batman and said, yep, that, that's sold. <laughs> a good job they weren't listening to this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, hopefully they were a bit more thorough. With, See, uh, I, I think that's a shame, though, because to me... Be, being Batman or being James Bond, like being chosen to play Batman or James Bond as a male, and as obviously as a male actor, I imagine is probably got to be one of the highest points of your career. Got to be, yeah. You've you've been handpicked, or in that case, hand doodled, to <laughs> to be this massive iconic character. Yeah, yeah. And in, I mean, obviously Keaton and uh, Bale, etc. Theirs has took them to a new level, I suppose. Uh, especially uh, Christian Bale. Mm. Yeah, Clooney was already at that level, and he did Batman, and then he went straight to the bottom. Um, and that, that again, same as Affleck. That's that wasn't Clooney's fault. Um, that was down to the ridiculous that is Marcus Schumacher. Uh, Marcus Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> that, that F1 racer who. Yeah, he shouldn't be directing films. What's he doing? <laughs> Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher. Batgirl, fuck off. Bat nipples. She was the only one that didn't have bat nipples. The only one that needed him. I know. Well, she didn't need him, she had a roof. <laughs> she have just cut holes out of the... Yeah, but <laughs> when, when did all of a sudden she become Alfred's niece? What the fuck? Yeah, apparently so. It, yeah, it, it's it's not at all. It's Commissioner Gordon's daughter, but never mind. I was just about to say it's normally Gordon's daughter, but whatever. Well, her name's Barbara Gordon, but they changed it to Barbara something else. Yeah. It's just like, what? So you knew that it was a different person, and what they, how they sort of related to the story, and you just changed it anyway, but kept the same first name. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, a bit sad that the Joker wasn't in that one to paralyse her instead of Barbara Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um... Yeah, that, that, that horrid mess is down to him. And I actually read, um, on IGN... Uh, this week, there was a uh, article uh, to do with Batman and Robin, and basically, you had Clooney and Chris O'Donnell played Robin. Yep. Um, the some of the people, and before they did anything, they made the toys, and they sent they sent like a, a model of the three different Batmobiles and the bike and the things and whatnot to different toy companies, and said, "We be able to make this in time for the release of the film." And they said, yeah. And the whole film was made as basically two hours, however long the film is. It was made as a two hour long toy commercial. It, it wasn't made to top Batman Forever or the previous two Batman films or cash in on the animated series uh, success. It was literally, we want to sell a lot of toys, so this is we're going to go all out, we're going to make it like crazy colourful and there's going to have loads of cool gadgets and there's going to be a different... Um, multiple Batmobiles in the film Robbie's going to have his own bike and whatnot, um, and that's why they had uh, Mr Freeze Poison Ivy Bane um, Many as Batgirl and then obviously they changed costumes throughout the film as well so there was different versions of them and it was literally made as a toy commercial uh, and I said commercial and I'm not American it was made as a toy advert. <laughs> uh, See, saying that, it's just it's just made me think of something else, though. Because, I mean, like you just said, like if you're playing like Batman or Superman or James Bond or anything that's sort of like a hugely um, popular and well-established franchise, and you're going to be taking the main role from, you know, a previous character, um, you, you'd think that you'd sort of spend the time being invested in it slightly. Yeah. I mean... You know, I mean, I don't think you'd do an interview with Daniel Craig and they go, um, you know, what do you think of the previous uh, Bonds of, you know, in the other films? And he went, I don't know, I haven't seen them. <laughs> you know, you've got to put the time and the effort in. So if, if George Clooney was taking the position of Batman and Bruce Wayne, and if he did any kind of research on Batman or watched the other Batman films, then read the script and just went, this is terrible. Well, like, I'm not, you, you know, I, I don't want to kill Batman in this sense. Um... In all fairness, the, the zaniness and the, the comical aspects of it, really, it wasn't much different to the Adam West Batman 
in all honesty. Yeah, but that was almost a parody. Yeah, that that that's what I was literally about to say, but it seemed to be the Adam West Batman knew it wasn't serious. Yeah. Yet this seemed to be... Uh, was that, I was actually talking about this the other day with the bit where he pulls out the Batman credit card. Five million. That's a utility belt, not a money belt. Six million. Seven million. <laughs> Never leave the cave without it. <laughs> it's like the bat card. Seriously, why? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Why? <laughs> There's no need. Oh, oh, awful film. Uma Thurman was hot in it, though. Well, no. Not really. She was. No, she wasn't. She was. She's never been hot in anything, apart from possibly Pulp Fiction. That's about it. Ah, oh, Uma Thurman was hot, man. Even Kill Bill, she's quite hot. Yeah, she is, but... Strangely enough, it's only after like she's killed like the crazy 88 and she's just there covered in blood and surrounded by dead people. Yeah, but then she's just like, because you're into fetishes. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, on that, Batfleck. Yeah, I've, I'll, 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 we're not I'll gonna still... going to do a height rating. No, I'm going to be optimistic about it. Uh... I, I think, um, mainly because he has a chin. He has Batman's chin. <laughs> he has a chin. I think he's. It's already. I mean, if we're going to go down the toy, the toy line, he's already perfect. And actually, in the new Fifty Two, he does look a lot like uh, the Batman in that. Bruce Wayne in the new Fifty Two looks just like Ben Affleck. Yeah. So, I actually think this could go well. Putting his acting aside. <laughs> on yeah. Looks. I, I don't know. What, like whenever I see Ben Affleck in a film. It, it's, it's usually something like Chasing Amy or Dogma or, you know, a Kevin Smith film. But I don't see him as whoever the character is. It's just Ben Affleck. Yeah, in the same vein as Roger Moore was Roger Moore. No matter whether he was the saint, whether he was Bond. Yeah, it, it's, it's weird not Roger to be a tight cast to a character, but to your own name. It's a little bit weird. Yeah. Like, you know, if you say, oh, um, Chris Eccleston. You don't go, oh, you know, it was the guy who was Doctor Who. He was the first Doctor Who when, you know, it was all rebooted, that Doctor Who. And it's like, oh, it's Doctor Who in 28 Days Later. But then, <laughs> but with Ben Affleck, it's just like, it's Ben Affleck, it's Ben Affleck in Daredevil, it's Ben Affleck see, in a suit. See, unfortunately for people like that, it's like the guy who plays Hawkeye in The Avengers, uh, and then he was... Jeremy Rayner. I don't know his name, I don't care. Uh, I know, sorry. He, but then he was in The Born Identity, yeah. and he was just like, what? Hawk, what the fuck? Hawkeye, it, Hawkeye is, is in The New Born Identity. <laughs> <laughs> he, no matter what he's in, He'll yeah, he will be Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I am actually looking forward to it. I want to think that Ben Affleck won't disappoint us, and I and I genuinely think he might get top four, possibly top three in terms of live action Batman. Yeah, I think it's a win win for me. Like, if it turns out it's a really good film, it's a really good Batman Superman film, the first ever Batman Superman film, mainstream anyway. Yeah, and it's not animated at least. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, but and it and it would work and it would set the line perfectly for a Justice League film. Or it's terrible, and I was right, so <laughs> I'd win either way. My initial outburst of hatred against all things Ben Affleck, um, you know, it would have been, uh, I'd have been proved. So yeah, it's win-win for me. I I can't lose anything on it. Well, he's got three years to perfect it, so. Well, yeah. We'll, well, like I say, year like filming is only usually about a nine months a year, year or so. And then it's all sorts of special effects and editing and blah blah blah. And if it's due to be released in 2015, we're almost at the end of 2013, so it's literally going to be about 18 months. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really not that long at all. So, but I'm I'm really quite looking forward to it, simply for the fact that out of all superheroes, Superman is obviously the most sort of indestructible out of all of them, pretty much. Um, and Batman is just the biggest badass out of every one of them and to see them Punisher. against each other what? even the Punisher even the Punisher Oh, even the Punisher but ben not that I prefer to live up to that <laughs> yeah but I mean not that I prefer him to him obviously because I mean the Punisher you know he breaks Batman's rule so <laughs> in space yeah, but I, I think Batman would beat the Punisher Um, with, with enough prep time if they've both been given prep time I I, I, I don't I, think so. I think that simply for the fact that I've seen the Punisher beat Wolverine's son, um, Dakin. Yeah, but Dakin's a knob. Yeah, but still, he beat him though. And, and if Dakin is Wolverine, <laughs> basically Wolverine, and Wolverine could beat Batman, then by 
See, this, that's logic. Like see, the I'd Punisher like could be Batman. I'd like to see the Punisher versus Batman. Uh, both had prep time. Obviously, both go into the fight. Batman wins. He's like, yeah, punish that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he's like all dead after himself, Wolverine just jumps down, slice and dice, which is Deadpool's phrase, but Deadpool then jumps in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just think I like Wolverine to beat anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, although the Punisher did actually beat Wolverine, and everybody else in Punisher kills the Marvel Universe, so but we'll just sidestep that, shall we? Going reversing onto that, in Deadpool kills the universe, Marvel Universe, Deadpool kills Punisher very, very easily. And Daken does actually kill Punisher in Frankencastle, and then Wolverine goes to batter him um, when he is Frankencastle. Mm. But to be fair, that is just a normal man against two people who can't die. Yeah. So, so Batfleck, I'm looking forward to it, but optimistic yeah. at the same time as being a bit nervous. But uh, we've got like, like I said, we've got like 18 months and whatever to. Well, if it all goes wrong, then they won't do it again until they've got a really good story with See, a really good guy I to think, play Batman. I think if it goes wrong, I think that'll be the last thing we hear of, the, of Justice League. Do you especially, especially with you got the Avengers 2 coming out, um, you got uh, Rise, Marvel's Rise of the Guardians coming up very soon, and I think if this... Man of Steel didn't do all that well, and... True, but you could still write those off as... You know, they, oh, no, no, they were just individual, it was just Zack Snyder's vision. They, they, they'd they'd actually said, depending on how well Man of Steel goes, will be the kind of the decider for Justice League. So, it, See, that they've already fucked themselves there. Then, yeah. really, I mean, if you think about it, when it comes to the Justice League, the only people that anyone would want to watch a standalone film of are Batman and Superman. Maybe Wonder Woman. No, a push. Wonder Woman. They've already done Green Lantern. Green Lantern bombed, it was just a pants film. But who does that leave? Aquaman. No one would want to watch a film about that. It's just Aquaman. Fuck him. No one cares. Martian uh, Manhunter. Man yeah, possibly. Um, I mean, he, he was sort of um, very briefly sort of popped up in Smallville. And he was quite interested in that. So to sort of watch that magnified and, you know, kind of blown up on a bigger scale would be all right. And then there's people like Zatanna. Don't really care. It's a magician. Fuck it, you know, magic. Bleh, screw it. No one cares. So, you sort of your two main guys that people are going to be wanting to watch. All of them, they're going to be able to put up with all of them on the screen at the same time. It's going to be Batman and Superman. And if you fuck up a new Superman, and Christian Bale's not going to do Batman, then just, it's not going to happen. No one's going to be interested in it at all. Um, I really don't know. I'll, um, I think we I think we should leave it there because I think we could actually go on this roundabout for a long time. Yeah, probably. And you know, we've, we've only got eighteen months. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, I, I know we said we wouldn't, but I'm going to give it a high rating of. Uh, that's pretty fair, actually. I'll probably yeah. give it a. Yeah, that's yeah, that would about cover it because it's just like I'm not. I'm not committing to anything yet. I still, I still sticking with what I said before. It's win-win for me. So, Man of Steel two is a double win for Dan because it's by the shit, and I can just go on about how terrible Ben Affleck is and how right I was to curse his name at the very mention of Batman. Um, I think I even uh, like my status on Facebook was pretty good, and that was literally oh. like first thing in the morning, I just after you told me that. I, I said to myself, I, I actually went on Facebook, I and mean, I don't go on Facebook very often because I find it boring, but uh, I went on Facebook and, I, and I, I said to you that that's like the best reason to ever go on Facebook after reading status. <laughs> um, and I said to myself, after I read it and I stopped laughing, I, I need Dan to say that quote on the when we do a podcast on Batfleck. So Dan, do you want to tell everyone what you said? I did. Bear in mind, this was like first thing in the morning after I'd just been woken up to this horrific news. And I said, Ben Affleck, Batman, the only time these words should be together is Ben Affleck just got kicked in the cock by Batman. <laughs> that was it. That's, that, that sums it up, really. That will be brought back to life if the second Man of Steel film is shit. Yeah. I, like, I was right. It shouldn't have happened. 
but if it's terrible, I'll eat my words and I'll say it was a really good film. I'm now going to go out and buy it when it comes out. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Not the minute I've seen it at the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Batfleck. As a superhero, I use America Online's powerful email to keep tabs on my arch enemies. Medication time, Mr. West. Aha, my trusty sidekick. Um, so, uh, a little bit like last week's episode, but uh, we, haven't, we haven't got questions this time. However, um, we're just going to ask one question. What have you been playing this week, Dan? What have I been playing? Um, I've actually been a bit of a Steam binge for the last couple of weeks, to be honest. Um, downloaded quite a few games, not just the ones on, on sale, just some of the ones that look quite cool. Um, I got War Thunder the other day, that's quite interesting, like a sort of a plane, V, ground, vehicles kind of thing, really cool. Uh, I got Red Faction Armageddon, and uh, Red... That's actually really good, after the shit that I've been the Red Faction game, that's not bad. Well, I got Guerrilla Warfare at the same time, um, but... Red Faction doesn't have the story of the first, uh, in the in the in the sense of how good it is anyway. It doesn't have the story from the first two, and it doesn't have the kind of open world environment that you get from Guerrilla Warfare. However, the sheer insanity of it is genius. Like I only played the demo, and I'll be honest, I didn't particularly like it. I just thought it was too confined and blah blah blah. But it was for like two quid or whatever it was, so I bought it. And like the magnet gun is just one of the best additions to a game I've ever, ever seen. It's one of the best weapons. It's just so... You just do anything you want with it. It's absolutely amazing. And then the Nano Forge, which is missing from every Red Faction game that's ever been made. Like, because you blow stuff up and you think, fuck, how am I going to get past that now? But now you can repair it. Oh, it, it's so good. I mean, the it, it does go very sort of like FMV when it just sort of like you, you go into a new area and then it's just like oh and all the graphics have completely changed and everything looks amazing for us <laughs> what the fuck um, but from sort of start to finish it's just very level A to B kill everything in sight um, the plasma cannon kind of gun thing it just cuts through everything just just hit the foundation of every building just in big sweep and the building just comes crashing down really cool um, I also downloaded uh, Planet Side 2 mm. which is a, a massive uh, kind of online first-person vehicles kind of thing. Free to play though, which is really cool. Um, and you can have like a few hundred people on on one map, all killing each other at the same time. And it's insane, I but really, really fun. I might be wrong here. Uh, I think that's available on PS4 as well. Is it? Yeah. Now that I would, I would definitely get it for a console. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, they did um, what's called Mag for the PS3 which was um, a possible 256 players on one map at one time. And I had the demo for that, and it was, it's very, very similar to the fact that it's just utter chaos, and there is just shit going on all over the place. So if you just want to blow off a bit of steam and just mooch about and just kill as many people as you can, it doesn't really emphasise anything about team play or you know solo missions or anything like that. It's literally just run in, kill everyone, mm. and you know capture the objective. And for that, for free, brilliant. Love it. Um... But the main one, though, I got the Armour 3 Beta, um, which you get off Steam, which is about 30 quid. Um, I think it's about the same price now, actually. It's still got about, um, I think it's about 17, 18 days before Armour 3 is released. But you buy the Beta, you've got access to a few scenario missions, which basically shows off um, vehicles, you know, flying the helicopters, driving around in jeeps and stuff, um, the combat, the uh, command system calling in support. Those are just from the you know the, the ones that the developers wanted to show to say, look, this is what you can do on this now. It's like underwater missions and stuff, which are quite cool. Um, but the the main one is the multiplayer, and it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I mean, I've always been a Battlefield fan, over Call of Duty or anything like that. But for, for sort of like military um, shooters, it, it does remind me quite a lot of kind of like Operation Flashpoint. In the oh, fact, oh, that's not good. No, 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 it's, it's <laughs> fine for the, in the fact that it's... You've just cost the, the, the developers so many downloads. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's, just, it's not in the, really not in the sense of it's the same oh, game. Oh, win back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's very sort of, you know, it's not fast-paced. It's, there's just huge areas to cover before you get to anywhere near any action. Um, not selling it. <laughs> no, 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 that's Operation Flashpoint, I mean. Oh. Um, 
Rama 3 though, um, there's there's all these kind of like um, multiplayer missions that people have made themselves, and some of them are like kind of like the DayZ mod that they made for Rama 2, which is still going to be a standalone game, hopefully soon. Um, but using the same um, kind of physics engine as, uh, as Armour 3. Um, but it is literally like you've got food, you've got water, and you've got, you've got to find supplies and repair kits, and there's vehicles, busted vehicles everywhere that you can find. There's helicopters. And um, like I do it with a mate of mine, and, you, you know, we'll just have... Like, you start off with literally just, uh, you know, trousers, boots, a T-shirt, and a handgun with two rounds in it. Uh, two clips with it, sorry. And then everything else, you've got to scavenge and you can just kill someone who's been playing it for hours and done really, really well. You get a couple of cheeky shots off on, on him. He's out of it. You pick up all of his gear, all the money he's had, all the money he's earned. And you can go to gun shops and buy crazy stuff, you know, tanks and all that kind of stuff. Um, and a gun shop sells tanks. <laughs> well, one that's also sells vehicles as well, obviously. <laughs> They're really good. But um, for, for kind of like just it, because it's so easy to get killed um, it's very frustrating when you first start playing it because I'm used to sort of playing kind of battlefield kind of thing where mm. the, AI, the AI is a bit shitty and you know they're not particularly accurate but on this they don't have to be accurate they can just clip you and you're wounded you start bleeding out and you can't run and you've got blood all over your screen you've got to get a medic because the first aid kits that you use kind of patch you up but they don't take you to full health so you need to get a medic but if the medic's dead you're pretty much fucked <laughs> and it's oh it's absolutely amazing I love I won't be buying Battlefield 4 to be perfectly honest I'm going to be sticking with this because it's just so much better so this makes me I mean like my uh, I mean I won't be playing it my, my computer's barely run solitaire <laughs> but um, I, I followed the uh, like the Daisy um, when, when it was First announced and up to, up to present really, and I followed a bit of the Armour Three uh, stuff, and it just looks so so cool. But I, I mean, I, unless they happen to bring it out for PS4, um, I I won't play it for a good while because my PC won't handle it at all. Yeah, it is it is quite a complicated game though. I mean, I there is an option to um, connect a controller. I mean, I had my Xbox controller plugged in. But there's still a lot of keys that are unaccounted for, which yeah. you need a keyboard for. So I've given up on the controller now, um, and I, I have gone back to sort of using keyboard and mouse, which I don't really like doing for sort of first-person shooters. But for, for how many different controls there are, and like you know, there's there's one button to like lie on the floor, and then there's another one to you press control and press another button, and it kind of just peeks about a little bit. And there's so many different variations on all the commands. Well, and one the of actual the command system is aiming though. Is well, yeah, that's the thing. But I mean, more functionality than on than on a console, which is why I, I can't really see it getting transferred over to a console. But I would like it to be. Um, I just don't think a it would look as good because it looks beautiful. Well, no, I think um, it'd look pretty pretty damn good on PS4 and Xbox One. To be fair, well, not yeah, obviously as good as the PC counterpart. But there's only going to be that 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 short burst of where PS4 and Xbox One games do excel. PC gaming because whereas they're going to launch and they're going to look amazing after a short while uh, graphics cards and whatnot are going to get better than the PS4 yeah. and the Xbox One so I mean, I mean they the never ultra settings on this are um, they're, they're really high quality I mean it reduced my frame rate right down so I can't actually play it in ultra oh um, your, your PC's finally not been able to do something <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, it's quite annoying in a way because it's just like, for fuck's sake. But I mean, uh, to be fair, that that's the trade-off you make. You buy a console, you buy a game, and you know it's going to work. I mean, we, we've said this before. Where yeah. you, uh, you might have to do a quick install, but that's it. You, you're done. You can play. PC gaming, you that's the price you pay for the for the quality that you you you, you desire. And yeah, it'll work for one thing. It won't look, it won't look as good yeah. on something else. And it's it's something I've never understood where. You buy. I mean, I had um, Simon Max on. I mean, I'm going back a good few years when it like back in the point-and-click days. Um, and say I went up the loss and grabbed that and lent it to you, you won't be able to play it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's baffling because I know there's drivers involved and stuff, but a lot of the stuff goes off the operating systems as well. Like some things that. With uh, Windows 97, won't work on Windows 7. Well, there's certain things. I mean, you can 
um, under the properties. I can't remember exactly how you do it now, but for certain games, because obviously you can only, you, like you say, you would need, you know, sort of Windows 2000 or something to run it in. You can sort of make it run via the old settings, if that makes any sense. Yeah, kind of like reverting it. Exactly, yeah. You, you sort of downgrade that element of the PC, and then the game will work. So you can do that for certain things. I don't know if it works for everything. I really don't know. I haven't got anything that old, to be perfectly honest. Um, nor do I think I'd be interested. There's just too much good stuff coming out for not necessarily just on Steam, but for PC gaming as a whole. Um, so I'm, I'm really quite getting into it more so than I am for, especially anything for the 360 and the PS3. Because as far as I'm concerned, there, apart from a few things that are coming out for the PS3 before the PS4 launches, they're pretty much out of the water now for anything I'm going to buy. Except, of course, for the one and only GTA V. Which, um, did you watch the new trailer that came out, uh, not yesterday, the day before? Uh, I don't think so, no. Uh, basically, <laughs> uh, Rockstar released on the 29th, I believe, the last ever trailer before the game came, comes out. 17th of September. 17th of September. Um, so, it's what? Uh, 17 days away now, I think. Yep, near enough. Um, basically, it's a, it's like a minute long, and I'll be honest, this should have been the first trailer because it didn't really show anything. <laughs> <laughs> it had a few things, like he had uh, one of the guys running around and he had a Gatling gun strapped on his back and he was jumping out of an airplane at one stage and... It basically showed the game, and to me, it felt like it was just one character. It, even though it showed you all of them, it felt like there was just one character. Uh, well, I'd assume they do kind of like they did before, you know, and just have like a trailer for each one. No, th- this is the last one. All right. They're, gonna, they're not going to release any more trailers. I don't think it's going to do any damage. Regardless no, it's not going to ruin anything. No, no, not at all. It's not going to dehype anybody. I had an email um, saying there's a new GTA 5 trailer tomorrow. Um, at such and such time um, obviously so, so we could cover it but I, I was so I was like oh I'm so excited and then sat there and what, I mean it was like 10 o'clock in um, America I think which worked out like 6 o'clock at night over here um, and I waited for it and I watched it and it was like a minute and 10 seconds long or something and I, I, was, I was disappointed if I'm honest it didn't show anything um, and I, oh, I don't think you need to after the last two though it was I mean this is literally just sort of saying don't forget GTA 5 is coming out soon who's going to forget my, <laughs> my nan text me asking when it <laughs> <laughs> um, but no it, it kind of not a down not put me off at all but I was well if they've been releasing really really good trailers and then one comes out that's not quite up to the same standard you're going to go oh, oh okay yeah, it's just a disappointment-ish moment, really. But no, because yeah. I can think of uh, three games I shall be getting before PS4. Uh, Beyond Two Souls. Yep, that's one of mine. PS3 exclusive. Um, da, 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 da. The obvious GTA V. Yep, pre-ordered. Xbox 360, yeah. And Batman Arkham Origins. Yep. That's um, it. There is an offer on Steam at the moment where you can pre-order that for twenty nine ninety nine, which is definitely going to be cheaper than getting it for you know sort of thirty five forty quid when that comes out. So if your PC can run it, it definitely be worth getting it for that just for the uh, offer that's on at the moment. It's also out on PS3 and three hundred and sixty. Oh no, of course, but that, I'll, I'll be getting it on the console. I won't be buying that on PC. I think. Um, but one of the other ones that I will be getting is the new Rocksmith, um, which will come out in autumn. That's about it, really, this week. Uh, not not a lot happened uh, this week, so we haven't had all that much goodness to podcast however next week we will have um, Rise of the Guardians we'll have a bit more news on who's playing Ultron in the new Marvel movie yeah, and stuff. Uh, we should, we'll also have our usual uh, what we've been playing this week uh, I will actually play something through the week um, yeah some effort would be appreciated so I'll actually put some effort in if <laughs> uh, <laughs> as always I've been Carl that has been Dan. Goodbye. Goodbye indeed. And no catchphrase this week, people. No catchphrase. Um, if we don't leave on a catchphrase then, I will say Aliens, Colonial Marines is now £3 on Steam. Go and buy it. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs>
I'll also say, don't buy it, it's a bag of wank. <laughs> yeah, that probably makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Bye. <laughs> That's a lot of nuts!